Tonight, chicken soup for the pet lover's soul, and Amber will tell the story. I'm Richard. And I'm Gary, and these are our incredible stories. Hello and welcome back to all of our listeners from around the world and across the United States. We're happy to have you here with us. And uh, if you are listening for the first time, welcome to the show. We have our new episodes posted every Friday. And if you are listening to the uh, Diz His podcast, you probably found us that way. So we're happy that you're joining us uh, now too. If you like what you hear, make sure that you uh, subscribe to our show and uh, you can listen to us on pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Uh, today is going to be a very special day. Uh, we have a special guest, my sister, Amber, and she is going to be uh, reading a story to us or telling us a story uh, about the special guardian angels, and, and not the kind with wings, but uh, a different kind that uh, I'm sure once you hear it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So welcome, Amber, and uh, who is the animal we're going to hear about uh, this evening? Good Good day. The animal we're going to hear about this evening is a little corgi named Nosmo. Oh, and a corgi is a little small dog. They are. They're they're kind of uh, potato shaped, if you will. They're they're short <laughs> and low to the ground. Oh, that boy. they are. They're a low riding dog. They, they are low riders. <laughs> and uh, you've got a story that uh, you feel is uh, particularly uh, inspirational for this uh, time of year. I do feel this is a, a very inspirational, heartwarming story, especially if you're an animal lover. I, I do think it'll pull a string in your heart. Okay. Very good. So um, tell us a little bit about uh, Gizmo. No, not Gizmo. Giz- Gizno. <laughs> this is Nosmo. 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 Gizmo's long lost cousin. Gizmo is my cat. <laughs> Nosmo is the dog. Got it. All right. Correct. Take it away. All right. So Nosmo is a little corgi and... Uh, he was kind of an adventuresome little guy. Um, anybody who's familiar with corgis, they are very sweet little dogs. Uh, they don't have tails, so when they get excited, they wag their whole bodies. Uh, this little guy decided to uh, kind of be a daredevil, if you will, and escape his yard every single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, not, not the brightest idea. Um, but he found an elderly neighbor couple that he kind of was drawn to, and his owners were away at work during the day, so Nosmo took it upon himself to kind of be an explorer, kind of like Lassie was. He took off, and he went on adventures. Um, and the neighbors, who had been dog owners their whole lives um, and re- were recently without their dogs because of old age, they were they had gone, uh, the wife, Joyce, had noticed the little, little dog out in the street and decided to rescue it and bring it in and then try and figure out whose dog was this exactly. Well, they, they decided it was some of the neighbors that had just moved in down the street. But uh, upon taking the little dog home to the house uh, after several times of this occurring, um, they decided to introduce themselves to the neighbors and offer doggy daycare, if you will. And it turned out that it was kind of a match made in uh, heaven, if you will, that this little dog and the wife found a kinship. Um, she had very much missed her two dogs, and her husband had become quite comfortable with not having the responsibility of, of the animals, uh, having lost his older two. But every time the wife would go to town, she would ooh and awe over everybody else's dogs. And so this gave them a, an opportunity to have a dog in their life without a lot of responsibility tied to it. So Nosmo came to them unexpected, um, 
And they were able to offer, like I said, a doggy daycare situation to this couple who worked long hours and the little dog was left alone and kind of, you know, had a little bit of boredom and decided to explore and always found its way to this couple's house. So the, the owners agreed, well, after a two-year window of them dog-sitting, it turned out that the owners got a job and were moving somewhere that would not allow dogs. And so this little dog, Nosmo, became a longtime member of the family that had been its babysitter. And it was great for the wife because they had a beautiful property and it had been years since she'd been out there outdoors exploring stuff um, since the loss of her other dog. So it got her out of the house, which was good. It turned out that the poor woman had some failing health, but this little dog was kind of like a guardian angel. And while she was going through treatments or whatnot, every single day the husband would bring the little dog out to the hospital window and it would lift the lady's spirits. And that little dog got her through some rough patches. There's the story of how it became kind of her guardian angel, but its name was Nosmo. Oh, very nice. Yes. Very nice. Well, you know, I, I've always felt that uh, cats and dogs both um, serve a purpose in, in our lives, not just uh, for companionship, but... Uh, there have been some incredible stories about how animals have had an effect on people's not only mental health, but physical health too. And, and some of the things that uh, animals are instinctually able to know um, when something happens or, or if somebody's in desperate need of uh, help. And uh, so, I mean, it's, that in itself is just incredible. And a lot of folks, uh, you know, love having a brand new fur baby uh, become part of their family. But uh, there, there are some folks that really don't realize that at that point you're making a lifetime commitment or a, a long-term right. commitment because the little animal can live 10, 12, 15, right. maybe even 18 or 20 years. And so um, you have to be ready for a, a, a serious commitment. At least that's the way it used to be. But nowadays, I think there are more and more shelters that offer uh, an opportunity to become foster parents and uh, have you take in an animal for a limited period of time. Uh, actually, recently, um, there's been a lot of, of pets that have been uh, shown at, at actually our local shelter looking for fostering families because the... Uh, family who had them had either gone into assisted living or were older and could no longer um, bear the, the responsibility, but still had such a strong love for that animal. Um, and so, yeah, there's been a lot of that lately. Um, so I think that's a beautiful thing. It gives other people an opportunity to, to enjoy those animals and give them the, the quality of life they deserve. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd like to share an incredible story about one of our former dogs. Um, I'm sure both of you will remember Kiko. Oh, um, yeah. And Kiko, um, I like to refer to as the traveling dog. <laughs> Kiko was a dog that came with a house that we purchased. The family was in the Air Force, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, they moved, and they were moving, I think, out of the country. And they couldn't take the dog with them. So they said, you know, if, if you purchase the house... Um, you know, we, we're looking for a good home for our dog, Kiko. Would you all be willing to take care of him? And that was a yes. And I know for, for me, it was a definite yes. Who doesn't want a free dog with a home? Uh, and so we got Kiko, who was a uh, Sheltie, um, Beagle, something, something mix. 
and he stayed with us during the whole time we lived uh, there in Alamogordo. And then eventually when we moved to Florida, we, we, had, we couldn't take uh, Kiko along with us uh, for a few reasons. And so the next family who purchased the house uh, loved Kiko, and he fell in love with them. And so they kept Kiko, and he stayed with them until, uh, until his last days. But he was the, the traveling dog. But his, uh, his purpose was to uh, not only guard the house, but welcome the new families that came into it. Yeah, he had a number of loving owners, and he never had to leave his habitat that he was very comfortable with. So yes. his was his was a success story. Yes, and I've got a friend also who uh, is um, in her seventies now, and uh, but loves animals, and so she uh, found a situation in which she adopted an older dog. Uh, and the, the particular shelter gave her a, I think they cut the adoption fees in half and uh, threw in a lot of benefits uh, uh, free, connected with the um, vet care. <clears throat> and um, she got this uh, uh, elderly dog, and uh, they said, we don't know. The dog may just have a few months, or it may have a year, or it may have a few years. But that was perfect for her because uh, she knew it wouldn't be responsible to make a long-term commitment, but... Uh, she right. knew that the chances uh, are that uh, she could care for this dog and provide this dog some, uh, you know, a very comfortable and warm and loving environment for her final years. Mm -hmm. And so there are all sorts of ways that people can become connected with their own fur babies without having to, like in the old days, simply make a long range connection. Right. And you know what? You don't really know what's going to happen with these dogs, what kind of lives they're going to have when you take them in. Um, and we're going to go into this much later on down the road. But uh, one of my favorite stories uh, is the story about Lassie. Now, uh, we're going to go over a the whole story, and you'll actually get to hear from uh, Bob Weatherwax how his father acquired the dog and, and everything that made it become the, uh, the pop I, pop culture icon that Lassie is. Mm -hmm. um, but just, just for uh, those of you who are interested in little movie facts, um, Lassie uh, is a Scottish name for a girl, Lass. And so Lassie in the movie and the show is supposed to be a girl dog. But in real life, Lassie was a boy named Pal. And Pal was a collie who the owner did not want he was annoyed with the dog because the dog kept chasing after motorcycles the guy could not get the dog to stop so he went to rudd weatherwax that's the man who trained lassie and got him to be so famous and said uh could you train my dog to not chase the motorcycles well being that rudd was a dog trainer and worked for the movies he said sure i think i could break him of the habit but after a few months, it, it was not working. He tried everything he could and, and couldn't do it. And so the guy said, listen, if you can't get him to stop, I don't want the dog. So uh, you can keep him. And so Rudd said, okay, but, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need, um, you know, some, some fee for the, the, the boarding the dog and the training that I did do. So it was what, $10 purchase? 
Yeah, uh, that's uh, basically uh, why the uh, fellow said, well, instead of paying for, uh, you know, his keep for the time he's been. That was why he said, keep the dog. Keep the dog. And uh, they figured it was uh, worth about $10 worth of services that they had provided. So, Lassie was indeed a $10 dog. And spoiler alert, spoiler Mm -hmm. alert, uh, one more little Lassie thing, and then we better hold the rest of it for Uh when we actually do the Lassie episode. But um, the reason why a male dog was chosen to portray a female dog was the male dog's coats do not change color as frequently and as um, completely as the females. So when they were doing a TV season, a whole TV season, they relied on Lassie looking pretty much the same throughout all of the shows for that season. And so they would have had a real challenge if they had used a female dog whose coat would change every few months or so. So I had no idea. (laughs) So, so there you go. There's a reason behind that. But anyways, uh, Amber, we, we really appreciate this uh, wonderful animal story. We love animals. All of us do. And, and we appreciate it, especially at this time of year. Absolutely. So thank you for joining us. And uh, it is that time again. I'm Richard. And I'm Gary. This was our guest. Amber. And we're glad that you could join us. And if you like the show, again, you can uh, find us every Friday for new episodes. And look for us wherever you find your podcast.